0: I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God all my life, all my life, you have been faithful. Pastor, I've just got to sing it one more time. All my life, you have been faithful. And all of my life, you have been so, so, so good. And with every breath, every breath, that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God. With every breath, with every breath that I am able i will sing of the goodness of god come on church sing it with me all my life all my life you have been faithful and all of my life you have been so so good yes you have with every breath that i am able lord i will sing of the goodness of god one more time every breath with every breath with every breath that I am able with every breath with every breath that I am able with every breath with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. You feel that way this morning? I sense his Presence. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, do your work in this sanctuary today. Thank you,
1: Lord. We praise your Holy we Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Praise your Holy name, Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you would stand with me across the building today. We want to read as we read every Sunday morning. We read Galatians 2 and 20. And my prayer is that when you read this that you're meaning it from your heart that it's christ that lives in you it's christ that does what he does in you and that you live out the life that christ is giving the example for us today so let's let's read galatians 2 and 20. i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. It is good that we can be in the house of the Lord. It is good that we feel the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is with us, Today, and I want to share with you today that uh, you may never have experienced the Holy Spirit in a congregation of a body of believers, but I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will be there as He is our comforter to comfort us because Jesus left a comforter for us. When he died on the cross, when he went to the grave, he arose on the third day and he was ascended back to the Father in 40 days that he says, I will leave you a comforter and you will be comforted. You will be not uh, without uh, without strength, without encouragement, without... Uh, Uh, anything that He says, I will give unto you to help you through this life which we are living today. And I thank God today for His Holy Spirit, and I thank God for His presence today, for He is a faithful God, and He is faithful with you and I, and we don't gain any merit of favor Uh, With God, for God is unconditional with His love. He loves us whether we're right. He loves us whether we are wrong. He loves us whether we're weak or whether we're strong. It doesn't matter. God loves us because God is love. And God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth upon Him should perish And never never be done away with, but have everlasting life. And let me go a step further. God did not come, Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world, which is lost. And thank God that he sent his son, one and only son, Jesus Christ, that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. And so I am excited to know that we have the victory. You have the victory. You can call upon Jesus Christ, and He is there for you. He is there with you, and He will strengthen you uh, with you every day and give you the strength that you need. And so it is good that we can come together as a body of believers. And I want to say today... If you have your Bibles today, it's going to be projected on the screen. But I'd like for you to go with me into the New Testament to the book of Hebrews, the 7th chapter, beginning with the 25th verse. Hebrews 7 and 25. I have been speaking on prayer. We have just uh, finished up our 21-day prayer and fasting that we do every year at the beginning of the year. And my prayer is that you've had great success uh, in your prayer and fasting. And and I'm going to tell you right now, somebody's been praying in the church. Somebody's been praying today because we have felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens. When you pray and you fast, God shows up, He shows out, And He lets you know that He is with you every step of the way. And so I want you to know and I encourage you as members and as friends of this church, continue to pray. Pray and fast and I promise you, you will see things begin to change in your life like you've never seen before. Prayer, as I've shared with you, is the direct link to God. We've got to communicate with God and we do it through the power of prayer. Prayer is essential. Prayer is part of your life. Prayer needs to be part of your life. And guess what? You just don't automatically do it. You have to practice it. You have to practice to pray. You have to, it's rehearsing, it's going over and over again. It is saying, Lord, help me teach me as i shared with you last sunday if you miss my sermons on prayer uh <clears throat> i'd like for you to go back to our website to www.vfclexington.org. go into the media area look at these sermons these will encourage you on how to pray know about prayer and fasting we've got handouts in the welcome center when you leave today you can go through the Bible read it on your own leisure time for one solid year you can go from Genesis to Revelation I've got a handout there for you when you leave the into the welcome center I've got some handouts on prayer and fasting uh, it's very uh, learning how to pray I've got some handouts for you folks there are some tools And uh, that's very vital for you to help you in your Christian walk as you begin, guess what, this brand new year. We're beginning a brand new year. And so I'm anticipating great and mighty things in your life and what God has in store for you and what God has in store for me. So the title of my message today is this, Intercessory Prayer. We're going to look at this word, what intercessory is. As time will permit, and I know I don't have long, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get this all and jam packed and ready to go here. So strap on and uh, let's hear, let's see what we can do here uh, today as we get into God's Word. Intercessory prayer, <coughs> Hebrews, the seventh chapter, beginning with the 25th verse. Therefore, He is able also to save them. "...to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth..." And this is the word we're going to be looking at today. "...for He is ever liveth to make intercession..." for them let me read that again therefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto god by him seeing he is ever liveth to make intercession for them i shared with you a couple of weeks ago how that Jesus is going before the Father. And did you know Jesus also is forever interceding for you and I? And I'm going to show you today in God's Word how that Jesus intercedes for you and I on a daily basis basis you may say well pastors does Jesus really think about me to the point that he's praying over me that he's that he's speaking over me and that he's going to his father and speaking to his father yes he is why because Jesus is there because he is in it for your best interest he loves you he loves you so much that he died for you he doesn't want none of us to perish but he wants us to have everlasting life so he shares with us because he's not holding back anything because he wants to give us everything. And I want you to see this today, how intercessory prayer takes place. I am reminded that Richard Foster writes this, if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. And this will lead us to prayer intercession is a way of loving others let me let me read again what he quote what he said here i quote richard foster says if we truly love people we will desire for them for more than it is within our power to give them and this will lead us to prayer intercession is a way of loving others I'm reminded of God's Word as He says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I want you to know today that God encourages us that when we call upon Him, when we pray, when we connect with Him through the power of prayer, He says, and I will, He will answer. You may not answer right then. You know, we're an society. We want something right now. We want to pray for what we want to get, what we want, what, you know, and yet God really knows what we need. And so He says, and if we call upon Him, He says, I will answer thee and guess what not only will he answer but he will show you he will show me the great and mighty things which thou what knowest not you've heard me quoted I'll say it again eyes have not seen ears have not heard nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in purpose for his own he loves us he's got a plan he's got a purpose for your life It is not merely just to exist in this world and die and be buried six foot under. You have a plan. You have a purpose. There is a reason why you are here today, why why you're living now. I've said before in the past, you know, you could have lived in the 1930s. You could have lived in the 1940s. But you're living in the 21st century for a reason god knew you the bible says before you were even formed in your mother's womb that's how much god loves you that's how much god knows you that's how much god wants to give to you because he knew you before you were even even born before you were even in the womb god knew you that's a great mighty god that'll make you scratch your head that'll make you wonder my goodness what is this thing about God, but God loves us. He loves us so much. Let me share with you today what is intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer, according to Webster, is interceding means simply to go or pass between, to act between parties with a view to reconcile those who differ or contend. To uh, interpose, to mediate, or make intercession, to uh, uh, mediation. Intercession basically means to stand between two extremes. It means to earnestly plead with a person on behalf of another. This is interceding. Intercessory prayer happens when we stand in the gap Listen, between God and others. When we stand between the gap between God and others, when we pray for one another, we are interceding for one another. We live in a world that is full of spiritual warfare and yet God wants us to pray for the salvation and the redemption of others. It is not His desire that any should perish, but that all would receive eternal life. I want you to know today Jesus is ever interceding because He is between you and God. As we know, Jesus is, was here on this earth and we know that he is back with his heavenly father the Bible says he's on the right hand side of the father but we know that Jesus is seeing you seeing us every day knows exactly what you and I are going through before you begin to go through it because the Bible says his thoughts are not your thoughts His ways are not your ways. How unsearchable are His ways? They are far past finding. You can't even begin to understand what God is and what He is doing because He's the great mighty God, but yet He's there with you and He sees exactly what you and I are going through. Did you know He knows our thoughts before we begin to think? Before we begin to say, before we begin to act, He already knows when things happen in life, and they will. And you may not be dealing with a crisis now. You may not be dealing with a, a, a loved one that has passed away, or maybe uh, there's other things that's that's going on. Yet God is not surprised. He's not surprised about anything. We will be surprised. We will be heartbroken because we may be missing somebody that, we, that we've lost, that's passed away. But there's no surprise to God. He knew exactly. He knows exactly when you're born. He knows exactly when you're going to die. And I've said this, and I will say this again. God is already there at the end of your life. He's already there. All He's waiting is for you to catch up to where He's at. Now think about that. Now we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to pass away. We don't know when that time will come. But God already knows and God's already there. So I want you to know how important it is in our relationship with God and how important that it is that we are to continue to pray for one another because then we are interceding for one another. We're lifting one another up in prayer. We are str- We are. We are strengthening one another through the power of prayer. Prayer is essential. And we've got to continue to pray for one another. 1 Timothy 2 and 4 says this, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? God wants and desires us to pray for one another. It's not just for the pastor to pray for you. It's not just for one individual to pray for you. It's for us to pray for one another, to lift one another up in prayer. First Chronicles sixteen and eleven. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Seek the Lord and His strength. That's going into prayer. That is communicating with God. You say, well, pastor, I work a full-time job. I, I do this, I do that. I don't have time to pray. You have to make time to pray. You've got to slow down. You've got to slow down a little bit. Get in your prayer closet, as Jesus says. Get a quiet time. Have that time. Meditate. Set that, that time aside. And know that you are wanting and needing to communicate with with God Jesus is the ultimate intercessor These are numerous examples of individuals in the Bible who accepts the challenge to intercede on behalf of others. But the greatest example of intercession can be seen in the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us, consequently, He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him. And since He always lives to make intercession for you and I... Jesus still sits at the right hand of God and continually makes intercession on our behalf. Jesus, the intercession, is, isn't just a prayer that is prayed. But is the life that he lived. Everything he said and did was for you and me. The essential meaning of the cross is Christ's meditation for all uh, the, medi- the, the meditation for all who would be saved. The Bible tells us, for there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, and the man, Christ Jesus, is the one, as we see in 1 Timothy 2 and 5. True intercession begins by following Jesus' example of self giving and the flow, the flows into a fervent prayer for the lives of of others today as i leave with you there are five major areas of intercession that we should pray for even in our daily prayer life each one represents a circle of influence and authority that god gives us to pray for when praying we should start with the first area and then work our way down to the last My first point today is this, our families and our friends, first and foremost, that we need to be praying for. In Acts 16 and 31, the word for household refers to our circle of influence. Begin to pray for your friends and families that God would move in their lives Intercession is about our ability to pray for others that begins with those closest to us. Praying for your family, praying for your friends, praying for those that are around you, lifting them up in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You might be on your job and you say, well, pastor, I can't pray out loud. Or I can't pray. You can pray in your mind. You can speak things in your mind. You can say, Lord, help my coworker. Lord, help my friend. Help me. You can can pray this uh, even in your mind. You, 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 You can do that. Praying without ceasing is forever interceding for those that are needing prayer. Lifting your families up. Lifting your friends up. Letting them know. Second, our church. Not only do we pray for our family and friends, but we pray for our church. The church that you're connected to. The church that you come to. The church that you're associated with. We, we, we must pray for one another. We must lift one another up in prayer. That's why the Bible says, let us not forsake the assemblings of ourselves, that we are to come into the house of the Lord and that we are to encourage one another, lift one another up, pray for one another. So that we can continue to strengthen one another because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. We've got to strengthen one another. And how do we strengthen one another is that we see each other. We we come together in praise and worship and we hear God's word. And so we get encouragement that it will help us through what? Next week. Our church. The next area that we should pray for is our church. Practically every one of Paul's letters that we see in the Bible opens with a personal prayer for the church. In Romans 1 and 9, Paul reminds the church God, whom I serve with my whole heart, is preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness. How constantly I remember you. We should pray daily for our churches, our church workers, our pastor, our leaders. These people have great burdens to bear. And we're to pray for one another. I'm human just like you. I'm your pastor, but I'm human just like you. You cut me with a knife, yes, I will bleed if you talk about me yes it may it'll hurt my feelings but I'll eventually bounce back but I want you to know today I'm not up here and you're down here we are together we are one together we're in the body of Christ we're the bond of love and when one suffers we all suffer when one rejoices, we all rejoice it doesn't matter it is never to act for me to act like that I'm the high priest and you are below me you're not beneath me we are together We're engrafted in the vine of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are all human. I'm just the messenger that brings the message, but I'm human just like you, and I have feelings as well as you do. Hallelujah. I want you to know today that we are to be one. Jesus said I did not come to be served but I have come to be a servant to serve others. That's the way it should be with you and I. It is not to pin a bouquet on what I am and who I am and what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, where I'm going to do it but it's about being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Bible says he that humbles himself shall be exalted but he that exalts himself shall be humbled it is for us to look at one another I want you to know today James 5 and 16 says this confess your faults one to another we all have faults we all have failures we all have shortcomings confess faults one to another and pray one for another intercede for one another Being the mediator, being in between, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. A prayer that's going to be uh, fervent. A prayer that's going to uh, begin to move in a mighty way. It has got to be effectual. It's got to be fervent. And when it is, then we begin to see God move in our lives and move in our families and move in our friends, move even in our church. Luke 10 and 2, Therefore said He unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that He would send forth laborers into His harvest. How that we need workers today even in local churches. How that some that go in and out of churches thinks it just automatically happens and and everything just automatically takes place no there are people behind the scenes that you may not understand or may not see you may not know but there's people behind the scenes that are making the church and trying to get the church to, to move forward and trying to get the church in a way that they can move forward to reach the kingdom but it's people behind the scenes that we don't actually see that makes those things happen my third point today is that we need to pray for our city the prophet Jeremiah tells us that we should seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare, Jeremiah 29 and 7. In other words, we will be blessed by praying for the blessings of our community and our city. Don't give up on your city, but pray that Jesus would be glorified in your city. As we need to ever intercede for our children that are in school whether it's kindergarten, whether it's elementary, whether it's middle school, whether it's high school. To pray for our community is to pray for our workers that work within the community. We are to still lift them up, lift them up in prayer and pray over them that there'll be a protect of hedge around them. Fourth, we need to continue to understand that we need to pray for our nation. If there was ever a time that our nation is needing prayer, Our nation is needing prayer right now. We need to be praying for our nation of America. Listen, our nation, Nehemiah was a man who had a great burden to bring revival and restoration to Israel. And he prayed, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I know how uh, uh, to pray before your day and night for the people of Israel and, and your servants. Nehemiah 1 and 6, God heard his prayers and brought restoration to the land and his promises to hear our prayers uh, for uh, our nation. And five, in my closing today, we need to pray for our world, the world which we live. Lastly, we should pray for the people and the government of our world. It it behooves me. It it, it just—it's mind-boggling when I when I turn on the news and I hear. It seems like every time I turn on the news, I hear nothing but bad news, not good news. It's always bad news. And I tell you, and, and it gets to the point where you, 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 it's almost like you don't want to even want to hear it anymore. But we've got to pray for our world. We've got to pray for the people and the government of our world. Although you may never leave your country, you can still have influence in the lives of others across the world by praying for them. Remember, it is God's desire to save the elect. And ask the Lord to speak to you about a certain country that you should pray for. And God's promises is to listen when we pray. How important that it is. When you begin to break this down and when you begin to look at this, how that prayer is affecting our family and friends. How prayer is affecting our church. How prayer is affecting the city. How prayer is affecting our nation. How prayer is affecting our world. You see, we need to be in prayer. And you may say, well, pastor, that's insignificant. What what is my prayer going to do? What is my little measly prayer when this world is so big? and the nation is so big, and, 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 and the city, and, and, and what is my little prayer going to do about the church I attend? and What is my little prayer going to do about my family and friends? Listen, we are never to look that we're just a measly little person, and what is my prayer? When we come before the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to come boldly before His throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And when you begin to pray, I promise you, the prayer life that you have begins to change you before it begins to change your family and friends, before it begins to change your church or your nation or your world. It begins to change you when you begin to pray. And guess what? Then it becomes a domino effect. Each one prays for each one. And when you do that and you reciprocate and you go back and forth praying for one another, making your requests known, making your requests known to know that you're needing prayer, will you pray for me, Pastor? Will you pray? When you tell one another to pray with one another, that's when you become strong. That's when God becomes God in your life, when you allow prayer to be in the center of your heart and life just like the Lord Jesus Christ, letting Him be in the center of your life. I promise you, prayer changes things and prayer moves mountains. And if you've never prayed before, and this may be the first sermon you've ever heard about prayer, I challenge you, I promise you. If you speak a prayer and pray even today, tomorrow, the next day, I promise you, you will see change in your life and you'll see change around you because prayer is essential. And through the power of prayer, you can make a difference. Stand with me across the building today. Listen. I share with you today how that prayer has to be in our lives. Prayer has to be a part of our lives. Jesus said, my house, he's talking about his house, my house will be, now I think about it, it should be, Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer.